everybody at Chefe from Dia de los Puercos in the beautiful city of Pomona. Shout out to Dia de los Puercos Riverside in the Riverside Food Lab. Uh, Miss and Nicole, uh, weather got the best of her on this one. She'll be back on the next one. I uh, want to welcome our special guest, Erwin Recinos, underscore Los Ojos underscore on Instagram. Check him out. Give him a follow if you don't already. Also known to be a part of the Clica with LA Taco. LA Taco. Right here, LA Taco going house down. Again. Welcome, Erwin. Thanks Thank for joining you, Rick, us. Thank you, Rick, for having us again. Yeah, man. brother. Thank yeah, you for inviting brother. me to be on the podcast. Uh, here here on, uh, on Firme Hour, we, we cover a lot of what our cultura is about. So we're going to talk a little bit about music, about your art, photography. Yeah, thank um, you. About the food, of oh, course. Nice. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll touch on a little bit of, of everything. So, uh, yeah, great. You know, uh, once again, thanks for being here with thank us. Thank you for inviting again. Um, the first thing I want to ask you is... is uh, Oh, shout out to Carlos Ponce. What's up, Carlos? Ponce. Yeah. <laughs> Ugly. Ponce's a but, man. Uh, how'd you get into photography? Um, like everybody starts like young when they start photography. They kind of just do it, and eventually you end up finding your way into it. How I got into like doing photography all the time, on as a passion. I, I did it in college, and then my friend kind of got me involved in it. I've known him since I was like 15, 16 in high school, so we've been good friends still to this day for about 20 years. Shout him out. Oh, my boy, Leo Quijano. What's up, Leo? Dead. What's up, Leo? El Leon. And, um, you know, we would share a camera in college, actually. All right. So I didn't actually, I couldn't even buy one of my own, so I had, me and him would share one. You know, we would just share a roll of film. We'd cut oh, our man. slices and negatives, because I'm... I go back as far as like doing film photography, so yeah. I've been doing it for a while. That's crazy. Yeah. So and you know, me and him would share a camera, we'd share uh, spots, we'd go places, we'd shoot a lot, and then that's kind of how I got into it. And just I just kept it up. I've given up everything except for photography. Up to All this right, point now. cool, man. When you get older, you give up shit. So that's that's, that's just how good. It goes. That's a good homie right there. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You got yeah, homies yeah. That, that share shoes, share ropa, share hainas. <laughs> you know, but, you know, cameras and film, that's different. Oh, I <laughs> it's like different. That. Yeah, different, I respect yeah. that. And that's how I started, just, you know, doing it way back in the day, you know, when I first started coming up in the late 90s, like 99, 98. But I didn't really take it on until about, I'd say, 08, when I bought a digital camera. And I had a friend of mine, uh, Quasi Boy Bolden, my boy yeah. from Snapshot Galleria. But he was he's also another a film friend, and he got me into a digital. And that's when I started exploring that again. Cool. And then that's kind of how I got into LA Taco. Right. was through doing digital camera work, photo work. And then uh, I met a, a guy named uh, Jay Bueno. Do you remember Jay Bueno yeah, at all? Yeah, yeah. You I remember, remember Jay him? Bueno, yeah. I remember Jay Bueno. And that's that's a name from back in the day. You know, if you know yeah. Jay Bueno, then you know that man pretty much could do anything. Yeah. That's kind of how I like the photography work that he did. He was a, a jack of all trades. Yep. He didn't have a specialty. He wasn't a street photographer. He wasn't a an architect photographer or a lifestyle photographer. He was just a photographer. Right. He could You could put him in a wedding. He'd be fine. You could put him on the street. He'll kill it. He'll put him in an event. He'll kill it. He'll do his thing. So that's kind of like how I tailored my work past. I wanted to be in that. He inspired me to do work like that. All right. Be a all jack right. of all trades. How did you come across the, you know, the way we met was through a mutual um, little birdie named Carlos Ponce. That's right. Our man you know, Carlos so Ponce behind the lens again. Yeah. How, <laughs> how did you come? How did you cross paths with Carlos Ponce? Was it through the low riding community? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. A, I think we met like, what, five years ago, maybe five, six years ago just going to events and then you know carlos is he's the bird yeah he likes to talk he likes to know what you're doing yeah. he likes to get a little information he's in the but he, but that's a good way of networking yeah. so you get to meet people that way so yeah. me and him just met through the lowrider scene kept meeting and meeting exchanging a little bit of shop talk as you normally call it yeah and then you know he started asking me about film and that's what intrigued me about him 
And the moment he started asking me about film, I knew that he was thinking of, about his photography work a different way. Right. Yeah, I call Carlos uh, the loudest ninja that I've ever met. So, <laughs> you know? He is. Um, he is. Yeah, I mean, I admire your work. You know, I Thank love, you. I love photography, as you can tell. You know, we've teamed up with Carlos Ponce. You know, we're working with you. No, you got Art Mesa. You got, you got Chicano Soul in here. Yeah, we shout got, out to uh, Chicano Soul. Uh, shout That's out. the man right there. Got love for you, Art. We got... Um, Billy the Kid up here. I like his work. He has a very distinct style. He very does. like up yeah. close, very, very like in your face. strong, real yeah. strong in your face. Yeah, yeah we I got like some, some shots by Flicasso. Yeah, know, I like his work too. I've seen Steven it. Steven well. Ortiz, you know, a bunch of guys out there, you know, and then we get into like the, the graph artists, um, you know, the camarada, you know, Mike Rios. Oh, that wall is, yeah. is something to look yeah, at. Yeah, I'm looking forward to him finishing the mural. Work. That dude kills it. Right? He's, he's, he's so active. He's got he's his just, own touch. Tattoo he's, he artist. He has his own distinct thing. I love his tattoo work. One day, I hope to get a tattoo from yeah, him. He's I'm, out I'm there. I'm dying to get Cat that City, one. Cathedral yeah, me and my City. lady love his stuff. So. Yeah. yeah uh, like we got uh, Adam Baum from Arizona. Oh, really? Um, and then on four, April 13th, mark your calendars, people. April 13th, we'll have uh, all the work going up by um, the homie Sick.1. Pablo, I know you're going to be watching this, so looking forward to it. We'll have him. And uh, we're going to have a couple other artists featured. Nice. Yeah, so uh, that'll happen April 13th. It'll be a launch for uh, Pablo and, and all the other guys that are coming in on, on showing their art here at Dia de los Puercos Pomona. Uh, Isn't it like a themed art show? Uh, uh, I think they're going to have pieces, different types of art, different uh -huh. types of styles. So it's going to so be whoever dope. they represent is just their style of work? Yeah. Nice. I think I like you're doing that. I think there are former graph artists, so it's going to be cool. Oh, you you kind of did that before at your last spot. You would actually like have artist residencies in a way. You're going to do that still? Yeah, we'll have it for 90 days, and then yeah, we'll switch yeah. out the artists. I really like that. I got to see a lot of photographers' work that I admired, and come to your shop, and come to, come to the spot, and just see it. Yeah, I really yeah. like that you do that. And, you know, we're, we're family-oriented here. I know it's been questioned a lot, but you can see in the background, oh, no, and you can hear in the background. There's a bunch of family here. You know, we got family here. So, yeah, it's cool. You know, when you, it's the first time you've been here to Pomona. So, oh, dude. You know, I, I, was really, I was really surprised when I walked through the doors. Oh, all right. Really nice spot, especially compared yeah, to the old one. Yeah, share why you're surprised or what you feel about how you feel when you walk. It through. has a different vibe. I have to admit, it has a different vibe. The other one felt like neighborhood-ish, like you were in East L.A. This one is very open and very different. Like, you can hold the whole big party it's not very like small and secluded like in the right. little spots and yeah. you can like openly go everywhere check everything out take some you know pictures. look at the walls take some pictures i love that you have the wall right there yeah with all the oldies with, yeah yeah with yeah. like the mic reels because like it's a dope like instagram wall yeah he got down come on to it. and he check it out down. he does that that wall is killer then you got the little lows a little memorabilia right there the yeah little, uh, shout out to little lows little uh, lows right there in the background 68 convertible caddy that needs to become president bad. of that I car like club that. But and you have like a like a little dance floor right there too. Like, yeah, it's it's dope. I like that. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Nice. So so no, tell us a little dope. bit about uh, LA Taco. What what's it based off? What's it what's the concept about? How you get involved with it? Oh, well, like you know, LA Taco. I got involved with it through Jay Bueno. I, I can't I can't say enough about how much he influenced my my work and how I got into like doing stuff. So when I say talk about LA Taco, I have to say talk about Jay again because he got me in. The first time I showed him some of my work, he told me about LA Taco and he was contributing to it. And that was over almost nine years ago now. Cool. So it's been a quite some time. So we'll continue on while Carlos is asking DJ oh, yeah, to go yeah, a little yeah. bit. You, know, you can keep see we're having a great time. Everybody's <laughs> dancing though. I don't care. It's dope. If I have to uh, talk louder, louder, I will. So you it's got in good. through Jay Bueno and, uh, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, he's, that. Your, he's your inspiration. So. Well, I mean, he he got me involved. He said I sh he saw the the work I was doing on Flickr, of all places. We were doing it on Flickr, and he saw my work. You know, you got that that like from a person that you really admired as far as the work, and then he saw my stuff and said I should start like putting my work to it. And that's okay. kind of how I got started with LA Taco. So I know Alex. I met Alex. I yeah, met, yeah, uh, Blaisdell. Yeah, I've met uh, Memo, who's newest to the yeah, team. Yeah, Memo's no, he's newest. He's been around for about a month or two. Okay. So he's been, but I've been in it for like about eight years, and I've seen a lot of guys come in and out of Taco, and they contributed and made ways in. So it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty great to see it grow. It's grown a lot. What's, uh, what's the goal of LA Taco? What's what? Are, where are they headed, or what do they want to do? I mean, in the last like I'd say like year or so, they've gone away from uh, a lot of news media in in, in LA. LA Weekly's tanked. A lot of other news outlets were kind of like lost their steam and didn't really keep doing it. So we want to like put our little twist on LA news okay. and, and little nip nippets of like food and culture that we've kind of been doing for like eight years now. I've been doing it for eight years and 10 years long that we've been doing it. So kind of expanding it a little bit more, right. giving a little bit more uh, uh, shine to artistic pieces, artistic work that people are doing in the city and telling their stories. Right. And tell, tell me a little bit about uh, Taco Madness. So you got oh, last year, Taco you Madness. got uh, Tacos La Venganza, got the people's vote. Yes, they did. They and uh, Guerrilla took the... the uh, yeah, last year they did. Guerrilla did. Uh, Guerrilla Taco did, yes. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So but, but, tell us a little bit of how, how taqueros out there that are interested get involved in Taco Madness or how they get into the competition. Well, we, we do it. Well, how it normally runs is like uh, during March Madness, we do Taco Madness. So we gather up a list of taqueros and we tell you, hey, go check them out. Vote on them. You know, give us, give, give the taqueros some shine and show them uh, what they're doing in the city right. so they can be in the contest. So we narrow it down like just like final uh, March Madness for Final Four. We do a Sweet 16. We do down to a Final Eight. Then the last four are usually done up, and then we announce the winner at Taco Madness. Taco Madness will be uh, later in the year. Well, they'll announce it shortly, but we'll get all the taqueros that were in for that uh, particular race for, for, Mar for Taco Madness. Then we have them actually show up at the event, and they'll be a part of it. All right. uh, most of the time, we get a lot of like fan submissions, like people that follow the taqueros, and they follow their spots. They usually send us their information, or we go out there, and then you know we, we have them a part of the uh, a part of the event. Okay. And that's kind of how we do it. It's, just, yeah. it's all used in all it's all fan f fanfare, you know. Everybody that's a fan of their taquero lets us know, and we give them some shine. All right, yeah. I remember going with with Nicole to Alley uh, uh, Taco Madness at Villains over yeah, in the Arts yeah. District, and that's when I met uh, the homie. Shout out to Billy and El, El Don Momo. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's right. Uh, Carnitas del Momo. Yeah, yeah, they were there. Uh, firme people. That was, was the first family. time I tried their stuff. Man, it was good. Yeah. It was really good. They got I, some stuff going oh, down. They're, they're they're just good. Yeah. They just do have a certain style that. You really can't like put your mark on. You just know that it's theirs. Yeah, I think it's a great event. I like that you guys involved, you know, uh, plant-based vegan concepts as well as that was that was just started last year. We needed an option for that because it's getting popular. You know, yeah. I, I've actually started trying jackfruit uh, a lot more in my tacos. I like I like papas con chorizo is good, but you know, you still have that chorizo. a little bit of chorizo yeah. in it. I'm, I want to try one with soy riso one day. Yeah, well, see if we that's got good. you right here. So. Oh, you have one. Well, you had some of our plant-based stuff yes, today. Yes, I did. So, it was know, delicious. Like said, we kind of, we kind of effed you in the mind right there, and what you thought you were eating fish, and it wasn't I, I fish. I did. So. I really did. I, 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 I will admit, you, you tricked me on that one. Yeah, it's cool, man. Because it was yeah, good. It was really good. It. No, yeah, I liked so it a lot. Hopefully, one year, Dia de los Puercos can be in that taco madness. Oh yeah, let me go. We'd love to be in there. We'd love to have you there. You know, uh, the other thing that, that was recent, and I, I thank you uh, for naming the homie one of the top 30 burritos in oh, L.A. Oh, yeah. 
you know, that's a, that's it's humbling, you know, and it's, it makes the hard work worth it that we oh, do no, every yeah. day. Um, I, I, I saw that you had Tirsas in there. I know she's a, she's a, 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 a Latina business owner. Yes. Uh, you had the homie Alberto from Burritos La Palma. Yeah, yeah, he was good too. Um, you had uh, Sonora Town. So you can't deny Sonora Town can't in there. You gotta Sonora have him in there. So shout out to them. Um, you know, we got it's a small community, and you know, yeah. we got a mutual friend by the name of Bill Esparza. Yes, we do. You know, yes, that man do. is a genius. Shout out to you, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Um, but how do you how do you manage um, doing what you do when it goes to food? And uh, being biased, how do you manage that bias? <laughs> you know, like, man, I love their food, but you know, you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you I mean. think it's challenging. Like, people might say, "Hey, Erwin, Kyle, you know, come to my restaurant," yeah, but yeah. hey, at the same time, put us down, and you know, you know. So how do you how do you manage that? Well, I mean, you don't you don't ever want to like. I just funny. I had this discussion with my my late my wife. She was talking about that. Like, how do you balance it? And it's also a discussion we have with like everybody on the team, because everybody the the, the thirty uh, burritos was kind of a collective effort. You know, everybody puts it in their spot and why they particularly like that spot. It was more of um, getting everybody involved and not just having one person talk about the spots that they like. Because usually when you have one person doing it, you, you get like a little bit of a bias on it because it's their favorite spot. Because we include everybody on the contribution of that 30 best, it, we include every contributor to the site. We just want that one little that one little piece of information that you've been holding on to to give us so we can build this list to what it is. So that's helped out a lot of and, and mostly all the contributors to the to Taco Now have contributed to that 30 best, okay. and it was a collective effort by everyone. So that's cool. That's a good list. That's a know? good list, and yeah. you can't deny, like you said, being biased. You kind of act. You kind of cut that off by having everybody contribute to a list like that. All right. All right. Um, Let's talk more about food, if you don't mind. Oh, no, let's do it. So, um, what? Where did your? Obviously, everybody loves food, but yeah. where does your passion for tacos like? Where does it come from? Was it something you know growing up, or you know, talk about your passion and where it comes I, from? Well, I did. Got, I got into it more the late nights growing up in LA, like okay. you know, just being in downtown LA and yeah. being in like all parts of Hollywood. You go to different spots out there, and when you come home. You come home, and then you come home from like, cause you know, if you lived in Southeast LA, anywhere in Southeast LA, you're not eating in North Hollywood. You're no. not leaving in like downtown. You go to your hood, and you find a good taco spot. Yeah. And I usually do that. I would go to like, I lived in, I grew up in like Linwood. So I would go to Lucy's over okay. there on uh, Century, or it used to be Century, which is MLK now in Long Beach. That was my taco spot. That was your spot? Yeah, that was the spot. Cause it was open 24 hours. Cops were always there. It, yeah. You know, it was a safe place to be at. You didn't have to worry about like kind of where you were at because it was it was yeah. like a known cop spot. Safe haven. Yeah, it was safe. But it's the not, food was yeah. the food was King, King Taco on Third Street. That was one of our King? spots, you know. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Third Street Sheriff Station's right there. That's so why, not right? exactly that's right. a, a, yeah, a ticket spot, but yeah, it was yeah, though. True. You know, uh, one of the other spots. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, you know, Tacos uh, Michoacan. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. those were in every city though. I think, yeah. You know, I think <laughs> you had number work. one through one million and six <laughs> or something it's like, like that. It's so. like it's like if you lived in Linwood, you go to the Tams. You go oh, right Tams, on Long Beach yeah. Boulevard Tams. Yeah. Get the DUI that was prize. Spot. I used to be right there too. Yeah. I used to go there. Can't so. go wrong on DUI yeah, prize. Yeah, yeah. It was that one was a little sketchy at night, but you would still go because it was Tams. Yeah, yeah. But, no, it, but everybody respected the spot, so you wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, it's good spots. You know. So what about today? What are some of your to go to 2 a.m. taco spots. Right now, they're in, they're in Whittier right now. I've Whittier. been living in Whittier for about five years now, and it's grown. It's gotten bigger with food. Yeah. So I have this one spot that I go to. It's called, I think it's um, Tacos El Tijuana. Okay. 
Okay. It's right off of uh, Long. It's right off of Washington and Whittier, kind of where the crossroads at, at uh, Five Points. Right. And it's right there. It's a good spot. It's open Thursdays and through like Friday and the weekends. Yeah. That's when I've been going to. And Whittier really is up good. and coming, right? You know, they they that got one. they got a lot of taco spots. I know they got a Tacos Baja that opened on Greenleaf yeah, yeah, and Whittier. They've had that one for a while on Greenleaf. It's been there for a good minute. But they opened up another one in La Habra, so I switched between going to La Habra, which is not that far because right. it's on Whittier Boulevard, and I go to that one over there on uh, Greenleaf. Oh, okay. That one's good too. There's also another one that I want to go to in Pico Rivera. Uh, Mar- I think it's Marisco's Chewy. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Marisco's uh, Chewy. I haven't been there yet. I've been wanting to try it. It looks really good. Uh, a friend on Instagram posted. I'm like, oh. Have you been there, Carlos? Have you tried that spot? Marisco's, Marisco's Chewy? No. Uh, he's lying. He eats everything. He probably everywhere. has no. tried it. I know him. He, he always says, I'm a, we're going to shoot. That means he's hungry. He's not going to yeah, eat, yeah, huh? He he's going to go eat. He's going to go shoot, eat. So. Freaking secret uh, eaters, man. Yeah, the spot's popping up everywhere. You know, you got, Whittier's also got uh, Colonia Republica. Oh, dude, have you ever been there? Yeah, it's good stuff. How, would you good like fideo, that? Good drinks. You know, you know what? Food. I had the fideo and I just went crazy. Yeah. I got everything on the menu. Takes on you the back home, right? Oh, my God, it was delicious. Yeah. Especially when you had the shrimp with the nopales in there. Oh, man, it was, that was pretty delicious. That was pretty good. You got, uh, you know, you got the concepts now that are becoming more popular that are going back to the fundamentals, you know, keep it simple. What you do know? you like right now uh, outside of what you're doing? Because uh, I know you're I'm doing really good. Thank you, brother. You're Thank doing you. really good with this. Um, I like to hit up the, uh, I've been three months plant-based, you know, no meat, no that's, dairy. See, that's interesting to me that you're doing that. Yeah. I've been wanting to know what you're doing. I won't doing. call myself vegan because I still, I taste the carnes that we prepare. Okay. But I don't, uh, I don't eat them. Do you spit it afterwards? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say that without sounding weird, you know? Yeah, so, bro, you're uh, like a wine taster, bro. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're wine tasting. It's like wine tasting. That's so. what I did when I went and did a coffee tasting. I, I had it, drank it, and they told me, you can swallow it or spit it one or the other. I was like, ah, I'm good, bro. Yeah, not on the know. first day. Not so, on the first day, right? So, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, so I, I got some some go-to spots. Is that I live in West Covina, so there's not much yet. Really? No? Yeah, not much yet. You know, uh, Gavilans are popping up everywhere. I'm not. I'm not yeah, up, they know. are. I don't I don't hit Gavilan much, you know, but uh, you know there's there's little spots around here like if I have a cheat day because I'm not vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go to uh, uh, the homemade Raul spot right here, Marisco's Jalisco. Oh. You know you got Tacos Tijuana right here. If uh, you it, what, what's your what's your go to there? Where? Oh, uh, at, at Marisco's Jalisco. Oh, shrimp tacos, bro. What I haven't had, you had there? Um, what haven't I had there? I haven't had a campechana yet. Yeah, I know. I gotta have. Here's a cappuccino. Oh yeah, they got cocktails there. The last time, the last time I went, I tried a the Poseidon. I haven't had that. Oh my god, that All is right. something else. My next cheat day. I I don't remember anything like that. It was just delicious, and I didn't really. Li- I mean, I'm not used to the red kind of uh, a red uh, uh, um, aguachile. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't had that before. Different. But it was good. Yeah, I had the aguachile. That was, really that, was that was. And it wasn't too good. hot. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not a heat person. I can't. I'm not into the heat. Like I'll, I, I get a little bit of tapatio on my face. I'm done, dude. That's yeah. it. I'm not. A, I'm, I can taste everything. I have a really like strong palate, so I don't like. If it has a lot of salt, I can tell you if it has a lot of salt real okay. quick. Yeah, so it's, like, it's I a like curse. It. It's, it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I so don't some know. of the, some of the other spots I'll go to, like if I drive to LA with with Nicole, is with my wife, is uh, whole box. Oh yeah, you know Gil. He's doing some things right there. Oh, uh, and uh, what else? Uh, what else have we got there? We got uh, Pez Cantina with Brett Thompson and Lucy Thompson. Really? Yeah, it's a more of a sit-down restaurant, uh-huh. you know. But these are spots that I would like to hit. Uh, BS Taqueria. Uh, 
you know, you got West Spock. Do you ever, tacos. do you ever get, do you ever have any pupusas in your life? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I go to Vichos, the truck, Vichos truck, the food Vichos truck. truck, Vichos. Yeah, they, they do pupusas. They, they do pupusas. They, they do pupusas. I haven't seen thing. a pupusa truck yet. Yeah, Vichos, V C H O S. Yeah. Well, I gotta get that info they're, from it's you. It's husband and wife, and really? they're good people. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, my family's from El Salvador. Oh, really? So they're all, you know, I'm used to a lot of pupusa food. Carlos is Salvadoran. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's another reason why we connecting. All right. We're Salvi, right. so we're like, you know, you but guys, I'm more like, you know. You guys are Vichos. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. more more grown up in L A. like Salvi, so yeah. I don't know. That, oh, all right. You know, I'm not. That's like him. Yeah, kind of. All right. Right. <laughs> Me yeah. and him were like, damn, that sucks, bro. Yeah. No, but I got I got a lot of spots I like to hit up, you know. Uh, I try and keep it keep it different. You yeah, because I like when you get the, like, pupusas are different, and not a lot of people know them too much, but we're, we're starting to see a lot more come up. Right. So I like seeing the mixture of, like, uh, um, I've seen Vietnamese in pupusa or um, Cambodian pupusa. I've seen that. Oh, wow. Times. You so gotta have the right uh, curtido, right? Yes, right? So you yeah. gotta have that, that makes the whole pupusa. Yeah, you do, right you do. You have to. You know, I miss them not eating meat. You know, chicharrón de queso, pupusas, and you know. Well, loroco, bro, loroco and cheese, bro. But vichos, they they do uh, vegan pupusas really? too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh so wow! You gotta check I gotta out their truck, that. man. Yeah. I like my my daughter likes hongo and cucumber. I mean, they used to have the pupusaria. Do you remember the one in uh, at the farmers market? Uh, at the Grand Central. Grand Central, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one right there. Bomb spot. Yeah, that place is, is changed a whole lot too. I think it's gone now. I don't even think it's there anymore. The Grand Central Market is there. Well, it's changed, oh, but I don't think that's the No, it's not there. There's new new tenants now. So. That place is that place is weird. Like I like going in and trying things, but it, it feels it's a bit overwhelming it to is. try it. And you're like, I don't know because I know what it used to be. It, it makes me nostalgic, of it's course. It's like going into a Mexican restaurant with a 30-page menu. Yeah, pretty much. You know? By pretty the time much. you reach the back page, you're not hungry anymore. Yeah, yeah, you described yeah. it well with that. Yeah, yeah, so Definitely well. Yeah, but that's, it's that's all good, good stuff in there. You yeah, I mean, it's still pick. good. Like, once in a while, you still get a good like a good meal, but you're like, I still like the burrito spot. They have all the, the different meats in there. I, used to, I love going there. So how often do you find yourself going out to eat? No, I mean, not a whole lot. It depends. Like, if I'm going out with my friends... Or going out by suggestion from people that want to get me to know what spot. Yeah. You know, it's not very often. A lot of the food writers at uh, on LA Taco, they go a lot. Okay. Like I'm surprised how much it's they part go. Of the job, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a photographer, so I'm taking I'm taking pictures of the food, but they're out there describing it, so I got to eat with them at right. the, most of the time. So I'm always like finding out good spots for them. So when you find, here's a question I'm going to ask yeah. many times as many different people. Um, so I'm going to ask you, and it's, you're the first person I'm asking this question. So. <laughs> My, my wife and I have this discussion, and I think I talked to Carlos about okay. it a little bit. Yeah, all right, you're gonna need it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so the reason I ask why, like, how often you go out, I, I think uh, a problem is, and you know, watching, I watched an episode of Chef's Table. Oh at, yeah, yeah. On Enrique Olvera, yeah, one yeah, of yeah. my most favorite chefs in the world right now. Okay. So, um, and there was a gentleman on there speaking on on uh, on. Enrique, Enrique Overa's cuisine, you know, and how people see it, they can't make sense of paying top dollar for Mexican food because they think that the, a taco should only be 50 cents to a dollar max, okay. you know, and but they're okay paying for uh, a $50 plate of pasta, you know. Gotcha. So, what do you, how do you feel about, you know, the people out there, and it's not just our gente. No. It's a big percentage of our gente, though. Um, and it's because of, of 
traditions, you know? Yeah, that They're used true. to like, oh, I can I can make that at home. Why do I pay for that? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, but they don't see the cost in the product. Yeah, true, you know, true. You know, hand making the, the tortillas or true. the sopes or, uh, you know, the salsas. And, you know, there's a lot that goes behind that cost-wise. Of course. You know, when it's the product, labor, you know, mm-hmm. everything. Um, you know, but it's, it's weird. You go to a French restaurant or Italian restaurant or, you know, a sushi restaurant. Yeah. You know, and you're expecting to spend... 200 bucks probably you know, yeah. with drinks or, yeah, yeah, or more or more you know that's true uh, how do you feel about that people that, that go on Yelp or social media like that place is too expensive I can't believe it's you know we've got it you know uh, 10 bucks for three tacos gotcha. like that place is overpriced yeah 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 okay you know but then you go to the you go to another taco spot that has dollar tacos you know that you know I, I can name a few but I won't of course you know and you get what you pay for yeah yeah you know dry ass tacos so how, how do you what's your take on that I mean I, I try everything so if I go to a spot I don't judge it based on the price I, ju- I judge it based on the food right you know I'm, if it's gonna be good I'm, I'm worth if it's worth the taste I'm gonna pay the cost of it like no matter what I won't judge it based on that but if you know like you said earlier with being biased about it because I don't really have uh, uh, any stake in the game of the benefit of like you know I don't make the product I'm just eating it I'm enjoying it for what it's worth that's kind of how I judge it off of I judge it based on the taste okay and and if it's worth it for me I'll pay the cost of what you know anybody's asking I don't feel like yeah, I don't feel like it's a bad thing. What do you think people are missing on it, though? They're the ones that are not seeing the reason why a taco is three bucks. Or if you go, like, to Guerrilla Tacos, you know, yeah. and Wes puts his heart and soul oh. into what he does, you know. And, and so, do, so do I so and so do, do all other so chefs out there. Yes. Gil, Gil Santina, Brett Thompson. But you're hitting you know, it right uh, on the spot right there. Yeah. You're putting your heart into it. You've taken the time to come up with the dish. You've tried all the elements. You've tried all the ingredients you wanted to put into that so that is your art you're putting it on the table so i mean i would pay the cost for it regardless of the price just to try it to see if it's if it's hitting my palate right am i gonna enjoy it of course i'm gonna go get it again yeah so yeah i mean i, I don't i'm not ill-willed about the ten dollar five dollar taco if that's kind of like a way you're saying it you right. know like that's kind of what people are saying now yeah. you know you'll go to places like uh, uh trejo taco that has a five dollar taco you know but is it good? Have you tried it? You have to go there before you try it yeah. and give it a judgment. Based, you can't judge it based on the price. Yeah, I, got, I don't think you can. You know, I know like a, hand, a handful of guys that I know like that are the same way. Like, uh, you know, uh, Chef Eddie Reese from uh, Corazon y Tierra. Uh, uh, you have uh, Carlos Salgado. You have Ray Garcia. You have all those guys uh, that are... Uh, or Corazon y Mier, I think it is, right? Sorry about that, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> Corazon y Tierra is Chef Diego uh, yeah. in, uh, you know, Valle. Um, but, uh, you know, you have all these guys putting their heart and soul to it, and then Yelpers, hey, Yelpers, uh, <laughs> beating them down, you know, because they're they're pricing at what they feel it's worth. And, and I watched a, a special on, I think it was KCET, yeah. right? They had a special on, uh, that featured uh, Car- Carlos Salgado, uh, is that, that's it, Carlos Salgado, yeah. right? Yeah, from Taco uh, Maria yeah. or Madera. 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 Uh, and then you had uh, Wes on there. And Wes yeah, was yeah. talking about how people say, like, oh, that's not Chicano food. You know, what are you talking about? And, uh, you know, but, and, and there was even an article by uh, Jonathan Gold, rest in peace, you know, yeah. uh, that 
he started to describe Chicano food, and I kind of took it personal, and I was like, that's not Chicano food, you know? And, but then I saw the special with Wes, and I was, I was guilty of quick judging the article and quick judging the style of food and, until I started to open my eyes as a chef and see, like, man, Wes said it. I couldn't have said any better. Like, people would tell him, that's not Chicano food. And he, was, he said, like, well, fuck you. That's, that's Chicano food to me. You know, and, and that's exactly what it is. Like, I was like, damn, man, like, I couldn't have said it better myself. And, you know, whole new respect for the Vato, you know, like, he's doing what he, and he's staying true to what he loves. Because um, his influence is Chicano. Like, yeah, re yeah. Regardless, I mean, like, uh, the way I've seen it in the way that I've interpreted it in my life, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Salvi, my, my, fa my family's Salvi, but my influence is based off my parents. So the culture of their hard work, what, what I'm paying homage to in, in the, the work that I do, like with photography, is the same I can compare it to how he does it with his food. Right. You know, his his parents, he's honoring his parents with how he does it. All right. But, yeah, that's, I mean, like, that's the way I interpret it. He's, he's, he's going off of, like, what he is, his, his background is Chicano. That's, what he's going to do is always going to be Chicano because that's who he is. Yeah, so you said you grew up in, in Littlewood, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so shout Littlewood, out to, Southgate area. All right, shout out to the homie Angel, Littlewood Soap. Uh, oh, so, OG Greenspans. Yeah, OG Greenspans, yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about, like, being here at Dia Los Puercos and, and you see what we do. The concept is about our cultura growing yeah. up, oldies you can hear in the background. Of course. Lowriders and car clubs up on the wall. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, what, are, what are some of the things that, that take you back like you know whether it's either being here or eating you know food sense memory you know sense memory just something yeah, yeah, that takes you back uh what's what's a dish that takes you back to your memory like tell us about oh, it oh wow that's a good one huh it has to be a mexican dish no man just no, any no. dish okay okay huh that's a good one you got me on that all one. All right, all right. And the dish that takes me back to my yeah, childhood. Yeah, so if you were to eat something today, you know, it would take you back to, like, man, like, you know, we've had people here, sometimes we uh, we serve half an orange, and we stick a saladito in it and put chamoy. No way, really? And we, there was one lady we brought to tears because it took, took her back to sitting on the porch with her cousins at her grandma's house, picking oranges off the tree and waiting for the ice cream man to buy saladitos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you true. know, so it's sense memory, you know, either through the oldies, We've had people break down listening oh, to all okay, these. Okay. You know. I got you now. So like, like, a, like right now, I'm already thinking of your corn and how I'd be at home just waiting for the fucking corn to be made and then playing with my friends, eating corn, you know, at the corners. Because yeah. we used to hang out in one little little neighborhood in the back end of, like, uh, um, it was uh, it was Pescadero and uh, Century. So it was, like, way more by the Alameda tracks. That's where I used to live at in all the right. Linwood area. So it was, like, Linwood, Southgate, Lingate, was technically Lingate, what it was called. Because right. that's where, you know... The, everything was at in that middle area but yeah that's what that i guess like the music and the nostalgia of being in that city that's what takes me back to my childhood i think yeah because when i grew up in that area i was really like in between because i wasn't mexican and most people knew it because you know hair you know my color of my skin and everything else they knew i was a bit different i wasn't quite like like latino like like mexicano right. latino so they knew it was a little bit different but being in that area, learning the culture of like how Mexicans live in this area, that's what takes me back. All right. Because I always take that with me. Because Southgate was very Chicano based, mm -hmm. a lot of hardworking middle class Chicanos in there, but you didn't really think about the things about photography, you didn't think about those things. But the one thing that I'm thinking about right now is uh, the Southgate uh, car show. 
Okay. Do you remember that? Yeah, Southgate Car that, Show. That's what brings me back to my childhood. Like, seeing the music, the cars, all that brings me back to being in Southgate yeah. during the 80s, 80s and 90s. All right, all right. Because I, I used to go to that. My buddy used to live across the street from Southgate Park. So I'd, be, I'd stay over his house the night before the car show. One in the morning, everybody, we lined up in the car lot. There you go. Going into the golf course. All fucking night long, you hear oldies just playing in the background. Yeah. It was the best because you just sit outside. Everybody be walking by. All the girls would be walking by. <laughs> even late at night, even one or two o'clock in the morning, it was it was a it was a thing to see. The they big, don't have that no big more. Big pachanga, big party. Yes. Fuck yeah, it was the best. And the part it was in the parking lot at one in the morning. Yeah, like, it's how cool. Can you beat that? Yeah, you can. And see, like just asking you that question, that got you to go yeah, and, and, yeah, and go on about your childhood. It did because I, I don't I don't talk about that much. Yeah. Only with people that are really into like knowing who you are and right. you know, what you what you've done and what you've grown up with, and now you've grown up in the city, especially in LA, because everybody has a different story in LA. Right, right. You know, especially if you lived in like Southeast, like, Southeast LA. Everybody has a really different story. There's stories everywhere. Oh, everywhere, yeah. everywhere you're going. I love to hear them. And you know, uh, talking about low riding. You know, I know you like to do the lowrider photography yeah, also. Yeah. Uh, what's one of the, the most memorable experiences you've had with lowriding photography? Like, was it a cruise? Like, maybe were, were you at the last one on Sixth Street Bridge? Ooh, there's quite a few in the last couple of years. I'd say, I'd say I have a, quite a few. I couldn't really, like, put them as the top ones. Huh, you got it. That's another good question. One of them was meeting Jay at, at one of those uh, events. Okay. I think I met Jay Bueno in, like, 2011. 2010, and that's when I actually like had the had the nerve and the balls to go up to and say, hey, you know, love what you do. Here's my words, what I do, and then it became different as I met him through the years. So that was cool. Experience. And it's crazy how, like you said, you had you worked up the ganas to go and talk yeah, to Jay, yeah, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah. you saw him as this this figure that he is in the community, you know, along with the others that are out there. Um, but you think they're unapproachable, but the second you approach these guys, our our, our gals, our women, uh, they're down to earth, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and They've got stories to tell. They've got, you know, uh, experience and wisdom to share, knowledge. You of know? course. And, uh, you know, it's, it's such a, a, a great community, you know. You ever, you ever hear that saying, you never meet your heroes? You ever heard of that one? No. It's like, like I've always heard that from people sometimes, never, met your, never meet your heroes. But I've always been the opposite. I want to meet people regardless if they're a hero or not. Yeah. Just to see who they are, judge them based on how I'm talking with them as opposed to what probably someone else has said about them or uh, what I've heard online or anything like that. I kind of like to meet people just in general. All right. I judge them based off of that. I've always, I've always pictured it in that manner sometimes. So let's, let's, let's take a minute to take, uh, to, to take a look through your lens, right? And, and tell us a little bit about what you see as, as Los Ojos when when you put the lens to your eye oh, and you start okay. to shoot something. <laughs> you know, what do you, do you, how does it work for you? Do you clear your mind and start, what do you see? Like, share a little bit. Um, I, don't, I don't see anything really. I kind of just, um, I zone out. I could say like I zone out. Like I, a I, sniper almost. Like, almost. you know, like just focused, right? Just like. Hyper focused. You kind of, a, you're like in tune to like everything. It's like, like if you put the headphones on, if you had a noise cancellation, in your in your head like without headphones or anything that's kind of how it is okay i just start seeing things a little bit there's i paying attention to movement a lot more movement more than anything i don't really look for like um particular things right i look for movement how i'm looking at the light how i'm looking at 
an object, things like that. So when you're, and I'm not trying to get you, if you feel like I'm trying to get you to no. give away your secrets or anything, let me no, know, like no, kick no, me no. under the table no, or something. No, no, no. Just no. don't kick me in the webbles, man. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, just, uh, you know, what, when do you know, like, if you're walking with your, with your, with your camera, you know, and, and you see one. like, bam, I'm going to get that, you know, like. I, I don't have, I don't have great memory, but for some reason I can remember a lot of photos. I can remember visually. Okay. Like I can put, put in my catalog. I can tell you if I took a picture of that. Or something like that, so I already have it as a reference, as a like a, a frame of reference for my for myself visually, and I'm like I don't have a picture of that, or I don't have a picture of it in that angle, so I'll approach it in that manner okay. as opposed to anything else. What's your most memorable picture to date? Um, to date, probably the last one because I developed it on film, and it was from uh, when I went to Polly's project last year. It was okay. around, I think, February last year, maybe March. What was it? What did you capture? It was a it was a graph event at the Graph Lab in Venice Beach, or in, I mean, in the Pico Union, and um, it was a fundraiser for uh, homeless people. Okay. So they do a lot. Uh, Polly's project is a. I'm not too familiar with it, but when I went to the event, it's about raising like funds for people to give uh, music to homeless people, like headphones so they can okay. carry to themselves. So it's like a fundraiser of, of an event. But I remember going there. I hadn't been to a, a good graph event in a really long time. I wanted to go to one. I went, had a good time, bought a piece. My daughter sold the piece. Nice. So, you know, it's it, and it benefited a, a good cause. So that's kind of why I remember it. Okay. And I have photos from it. And I didn't develop them until yesterday. Ah, oh, all right. So it took me a year before I had my little canister. And I developed it at home and actually remember what was going on. I think on. that's a hobby, right, of photographers? Because I think <laughs> Carlos says he has some roles that he can't wait oh, to develop. No, I bet you he has like a few that. roles. He doesn't, he, they're like, they're like, itch, he's itching to develop them. I developed a couple roles for him already. Did you? Yeah, I when he was first starting out, he wanted to get a roll of film done. He was like, how do I do it? I'm like, just give it to me. I'll develop it for you. And, you know, he did his thing. He, he was like, how do you know it's good or bad? I'm like, you'll know it when you see it. Ah. Because the frames are less, you kind of remember it a little bit more. You remember that shot at that particular moment. You, won't, you, don't, you can't go to your phone and remember it. So you have to really remember, like, time of day. Uh, aperture speed, time, what well, you're using that time, yeah. lot, lot goes into that. With all respect out to all the the, the photographers out there, um, name Jay Weno obviously being your number one, but name like three others that you like looking at their work and, and how they work. You know. You ever heard of a gentleman named Castro Frank? No, I on haven't. Instagram, he's a good dude. He's a really good photographer. He has a lot of conceptual artwork. You know, he's Chicano as well, but he has some great work, good conceptual work, too. I really like looking at his stuff. Okay. Um, I would say the third one right now is my boy Quasi Boyd Bolden. He's a, a African-American photographer, but he's out of, you know, Koreatown, North Hollywood area. But he's just been doing really great work. He inspires me, too. He, he inspires me based on his work ethic. He's okay. always working it. Right. And then the man right here, Carlos Ponce. Uh, of course, Carlos Ponce. Yeah. Man, Carlos Ponce. We were going to cut the, the, the <laughs> podcast right now if you didn't mention Carlos I mean, Ponce. Come on, I can't. I mean, <laughs> if, I didn't have, if I didn't mention him, bro, come right. on. Yeah. That's how you get in, but that he's been killing it for a good minute now. Yeah. And yeah. He's, he's a, and if you think about it, you really put your, if I'm really objective about it, the dude's a jack of all trades. Yep. He can he can kind of do it all. He figures it out, boom, done. Social media guy right there. Dude, he, he's got it made. Yeah. And that's the type of work that, you know, when you see somebody's work ethic like that, you respect it more and you watch out for that. Perfect. You just touched on what I want to touch on next. So, biters. <laughs> you know, so 
they're all out there. Eat that, that, you gotta they're go out there, there huh? in, the, in the food industry, in the in the car industry, in the music industry, <laughs> the graph industry. They're everywhere. Yeah. You know, and it's cool if you're doing something right, people are gonna bite. You of know? course, of course. So they're gonna compliment it. Yeah, they're gonna compliment gonna it. Com- there you go, compliment. Bite the compliment. So, um, you know, uh, we've all been called biters. We've all been, you know, yeah. so, so be it. But we all have to come from somewhere. Yeah, we do. You know, I didn't create the tortilla. No. You didn't create the camera. No, I did not. You know, uh, so it all comes from somewhere. But how do you feel like like the youngsters out there, or even doesn't have to be a youngster. It can be someone yeah. new to the industry. What do, what do you, when you see somebody like, like, hey, man, that's like what I did, or it's a picture of the same thing I yeah. did, like, what's something that you wish that person would just do instead of just taking the action? I don't know. I've never really been, like, involved with much biting, I guess. Um, but I do look at how, how social media has kind of, like, put an inspiration to folks. So you want to think of it as an inspiration more than anything. Yeah. But I do like to just let people, like, if they want to approach me with questions, I'll answer anything. I'd rather them just ask than anything or be informed about anything. I remember once um, I talked to Esteban Oreo for LA Taco once. Yeah. It was really dope. I got to, to talk with him for an interview and, and really pick his brain and really kind of see what he says too. Especially from somebody like him because he's, he's, he's an inspiration yeah, for a lot of photographers out, him out there and right Mr. Now. Cartoon and yeah, all Yeah, guys. exactly. And, and the one thing he said I remember that stuck with me was he's like, I've always... Uh, try to do what somebody else can do and then never do it again because I know I can do it already why am I going to keep doing that yeah. I got to make it my own I got to own it in, right. in my own manner and that's kind of like what you were asking earlier about how I work I try to make it my own I don't really think about anything I try not to so right. it makes it easier not to buy it I guess or not yeah. to get inspired and, and to touch on, on uh Especially the youngsters again. You, you and you know, I'll ask Carlos when I can get him behind the mic. Uh, <laughs> you know, you guys got some salt in the game. You know, and, and what's a message you would send out there to the youngsters that are uh, easily influenced by the devil's advocate, social media? You know, <laughs> um, but we love it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah of course. Uh, we all use it. They're, they're, they're so discouraged. The second someone puts you down. You know, unfortunately, a lot of them get discouraged. They stop posting their pictures. Yeah, yeah. You know, they stop cooking. Like, you know, someone, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, posted something that they made, and they were so proud of it. Like, man, I made dinner for my family. And someone put, oh, it looks like shit. (laughs) And then, you know, I went, I I contemplated, you know, commenting on it, and I said, it's not my fight, you know? Gotcha. And and I went to look back a couple days later to see if anybody else had went to bat for the kid, and uh, he took it down. So no way, really. It was a little disappointing because that meant he was discouraged. Yeah, yeah. You got to realize you put yourself on social media, you're putting yourself out there. Yeah, of course. Uh, especially to all those keyboard gangsters, you know, that <laughs> they don't follow you or they don't, you know. They're lurking around. They're, out, they're lurkers. That's what, I, that's what I call them. Yeah. Um, what's some words of encouragement, you know, for some newcomer photographers that put their work up and get the haters uh, what would you What would you say if you were to, you know, come across them that seem discouraged or, or just, disheartened by the comments? I, I would say just keep working, do your own thing. It's gonna always be that way, because you again, like you said earlier, you're not reinventing the wheel. Someone's already done it before ahead of you. They've just done their own way of doing it. Yeah. So you know, study, 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 study. Like I, that's how I kind of, I've done my own work as I studied other people's work. And then I respect it and I say, okay, that's something I either don't want to do or I do want to explore that a little bit more, but make it my own. 
So nurture what you kind of want to do right. and, and keep doing it. Don't let anybody else tell you not to do it because right. that's the only way you're going to get to where you want to. I wish I had that when I was younger too because yeah. when you don't get that encouragement, you kind of wonder where am I going to go with it? Yeah. How am I going to get there? And then I think nowadays people are a little bit more free with information. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, again, nowadays it's it's easier, but it's tougher at the same yeah, time, if is. that makes sense. It is. Because there's so much opportunity for, for people to do things. Yeah. And there's so much opportunity for people to beat people down. Of course. And the people that beat people down are the people that are afraid to do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so they don't want to see anybody else do it. And, and you know, most of the time, most people like our age or my age, you know, I'm almost 40 now. So I like to tell people give them advice give them yeah. what i've already learned because yeah. i've been in that path and you're probably struggling with it i can give you some a little bit of advice yeah. you may not take it you may not use it but it, it will plant a seed of, uh, of information that you maybe didn't think about so that i mean everybody that anybody that is that a little bit older is probably willing to give you some advice and tell you where they've been already yeah yeah and hopefully those youngsters out there listen to it, you know? You hope so. Yeah. I mean, you have kids. I mean, you have kids, right? Yeah, I got four. So you know, you have kids. I have well, a kid. Well, five with Carlos. Five with Carlos. Yeah. Damn, man. Is he the baby of the bunch? Uh, he acts like it sometimes. Yeah, he's the baby of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, you got to stay motivated. You got to stay motivated. That's how you know, you know, when, you know, like my parent, my mother, when she came here to this country, she really didn't have the American culture. She, you know, she was by herself trying to learn it. And... I was in that same boat with her, learning it and learn, like teaching her at the same time. And I was, she was my elder, and I'm teaching her. So that's it. Has to be some something like that yeah. in today's society with kids and social media. It's stuff. crazy how things go full circle. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if I don't give you information or, or am I your best friend, I'm not. We can still, I'm, I can still respect you and give you enough of information that I've already accumulated through my years of experience. Yeah, it's like I had a discussion with uh, Bill. Esparza and I asked him some advice and some things and Bill's very straightforward unfiltered you know and basically what it comes down to is it was just don't be a pendejo you know don't let these people bring you down when they're minute in your world you know and 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 man I was like it's like the same thing Uh, like when I met Jay for the first time when I met him at that car show I was so afraid to meet him and talk to him and actually like ask advice on what I wanted to pursue soon as I did it, just like you said, he was so down to earth. I, I got to know him on a, on a real, on a level that we uh, uh, respected of photography. And I got to meet him and then I got I got that information from him. I yeah. got a little bit of information that helped me through my life. So yeah. that's kind of a, 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 a one way to, for people to see it. I think we all have that one or two people, but there's always that one person that we like, man, it was cool to talk to them, you know? You know what? I always think about my fucking biology teacher. That's crazy, yeah. <laughs> I always think of my biology teacher from high school. That motherfucker was fucking tough. Yeah. Yeah, there's always that one person, right? He was he was tough, like, in that way of, of downplaying what you think you're good at. Like, you're like, oh, you're bad, huh? All right. All right. Oh, you can do that? You can run fast? Oh, okay, okay. It was really like he downplayed it, but it was really cool, you know. Yeah. It was really it encouraged me to be better at but, what I was. And like you said, I don't think you said you're gonna be forty. Yeah, I'm forty five. Yeah. Just turned forty five. And Carlos, how old are you? He's like twenty three. Three. He's like twenty three. You're three years old. Yeah, twenty three. 
Oh, oh six. Oh, six. six. All right. He's 33 years old, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the other day I had a talk with him, and he gave me some pointers, <laughs> you know, and, and it made a lot of sense. But it's because what he's been through, yeah, he's yeah. been through, and, and, you know, he was able to touch on some things that I couldn't see clearly because my mind was clouded. Of course. And he... He helped me to see some things that kind of got you through the clouds a yeah, little bit. Exactly the, what he did. You know, yeah. waved off the fog of so ideas. Age, age has nothing to do with no. it. I think it's no. experience. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can meet a kid who's 19 years old, but has been through more hell than you've been through. You know, yeah, definitely. they can shine some definitely. light on some things. So, uh, you know, my advice to a lot of the youngsters is like, don't act like you know it all, because the second no, you do, no. no one wants to teach you. Do you ever feel like they know it all because of the internet? Uh, oh, the internet, yeah. <laughs> if you've seen it on Google, it's true. You know, it's hilarious. Uh, but you got to use it. It's a yeah. tool. It's like any tool. Yeah. It doesn't make you any smarter. It just gives you information. So one thing you can find on Google is uh, <laughs> L.A. Taco. L.A. Taco. And become a member. Tell, tell them how they become a member. Oh, you can go to the L.A. Taco membership page and look on the join page. I think it's join, and then it'll show you all the information on becoming a member. Real quick, go through some of the benefits on that. All right. So if you're a member of the L.A. Taco uh, membership program, you pretty much get a dope-ass card. Do you have a card with you? Sick. You get that card. And what this does, it gives you perks to different businesses that we have partnered up with. Uh, I know we are partnering up with Dilla Little Puercos, too. Yeah, so that's going to announce it Monday. going to announce it pretty soon. Tuesday? Yeah. All right. So we'll have a perk for them. But, like, if you go to, uh, let's say, Gorilla Tacos in downtown L.A., as a perk to the members of uh, L.A. Taco, if you're in the membership program, if you buy a drink, it gets you a taco of your choice on the menu. That's yeah. a damn good perk. And you got Mariscos Jalisco on and there, We right? have Mariscos Jalisco on there uh, as well. Couple uh, places. We got Sarah's Market as well, and then you know we're working on some other ones as well pretty soon. Shout We've out to Sarah's Market. Sarah's Market. You know, young couple doing things. Uh, they're dope as hell, and yeah. I'm glad they've joined the program. So if you're a member, you're actually all the money that you contribute to LA Taco membership goes to the writers and contributors on the site. That's awesome. So and, and the writers and contributors do work like the 2018 catalog right that's, that's one right. of the things that come with your membership yes, if you're it does. VIP, if, right if you get that if you, depending on what tier you're at there's two there's three different tiers but if you get the uh, i think the middle tier which is founder you will get free items and free like uh, 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 gear that gets sent to you personally yeah like i got this dope ass sweater yeah i got the top tier I didn't get that oh, sweater, got but I got, the, I got the newer you got one. the original L.A. Taco one with the sign yeah. on it on. This is the one by Benji Escobar. Yeah, so I didn't I, get one of you those. You were eyeballing it earlier yeah. today. You wanted that yeah, one. Yeah, you might go home cold today. So, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, you get that. You got a hat. I got the, the yearbook. So, nice. How'd you know, like the yearbook? I, I just, I'm reading through it right now. It's beautiful. There's some it's great stories in there. Uh, real quick, tell them what's in the yearbook uh, and, you know, what the inspiration behind it was. So we, we did a zine long time ago, and we decided to try and do it something different. So instead of making a zine, which is really small, we made a book, a year in review of the whole of uh, the whole website together. And then we asked uh, Valerie Bauer. Do you know who Valerie Bauer is? No, I she's don't. She's a photographer out of the South Bay area. Okay. She does a lot of, like, she's really good in the lowrider scene, but she has All really right. great black and white photography. So she helped design the whole uh, layout nice. of the whole book itself. She asked some friends that she knows that are photographers and creatives. So they contributed little articles to it and little uh, pieces. Uh, just you know to the book itself that are very unique to the book they're not on the website they're only in the book so that's the dope part about it and then we got some articles from the website and we put them on there for people to read if they haven't some of the top stories of the year that we had covering that's dope that's dope so i got my spread in there so it's pretty sick i like i like that i'll get to that oh yeah you Uh, will yeah so real quick uh we're gonna wrap it up but there's a question that we're gonna ask all our guests all right let's hear it let's hear it so uh, we're gonna ask you your favorite trago you know, uh, your favorite oldie and your favorite taco. Ooh. Favorite oldie. Mm. It's 
one that you, if it comes on the radio, you got to turn favorite, it up. I'm going to go with favorite taco first. All right. Let's go with favorite taco. <laughs> I will have to say my favorite taco is the Dielos Puerco Trompo. Ah, come on now. That one was really good, though. because you got I didn't a picture re- of that, too. Okay, I got a picture of it, but I'm again, I'm not a heat person. I don't like heat. That one I actually enjoyed. Cool. That was the only time I had a apostol that fucking burned the hell out of my mouth, All right. and I liked it. All right. So I will say, I will admit that. That All one right. was actually really good. Okay. And you, do you make that still? Uh, we do the trompo once in a while, yeah. Once yeah. in a while. Yeah. Not like frequent like you used to. Not like we used to. Uh, we like were a just, specialty item then. Yeah, yeah. So nice. we make our own marinade. Yes. And then, you know, we use the dice pork. And, you know, it's just for the, uh, the convenience of speed. So, okay. You know, I want to get back to doing the trompo. As soon as we get enough staff, we'll get back to it. Nice. Yeah. And I say favorite oldie, tired of being alone, Al Green. All right. All right. Tired of being one. alone. That's a good one. Reverend, I listen the to Reverend that, Al Green. Dude, I listen to that one a lot. Okay. I've listened to that for years. Like, yeah. I can't get, it never gets old. Never and gets it old. It has no relevance. I just love the sound and just the message in it is great. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't really describe it. It's just a great fucking song. He preaches song. with his music. Yeah, it's, it's a like really great for fucking Al song. Green, love and happiness. Like, I can sing it in the back of my head. Like, I just know it word for word. So yeah, I would say I could, I would lo- I like that and one. Your favorite trago drink to have if you're kicking it with the homies? Ooh. Don't say, uh, don't say Zima. No, 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 okay. no. God, no. Ooh, I like me a Jameson and Coke. Oh, all right. All yeah, right. yeah, good Jameson and Coke. Whiskey and Coke. Watch out. Then anything with a whiskey and a Coke, I'm good. Hell yeah. Right. Well, I'd like to thank our guest, Erwin Resinos, Los Ojos, uh, for being here. If you don't follow him, follow him on Instagram. Follow LA Taco. LA Taco. Subscribe, become a member, get all those perks, including one here at Dia de los Puercos. Yeah, you, you spend $15 or more here at Dia de los Puercos or Dia de los Puercos Riverside, you get a free order of Buñuelos. Uh, so, you know, we're hooking up uh, all the members. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the work you do. Me. We appreciate oh, it. Thank you for having uh, us. Thanks always. for the love and support. Rocking always. the pin. This is the man that creates the pins for us, too. Uh, so dope. thank you, brother. Thanks for being, no problem, being here thank tonight on a much. Friday night and oh, dealing with the traffic. Thank you for having me. But much respect, brother. Much respect. Thank All right. Ahí te guacho y nos vemos pronto. Cheers.